Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for June 30th of 2017. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Welsh from HockeyHurts.com. And we are on the eve of free agency. And we felt like we should probably get through a lot of the discussion points leading up to it because we're just not going to have a time to do any of it after all the signings happen. So, yeah. That was pretty much the motivation uh, to do it on a Friday night and a Saturday morning for you. You're, you are in July 1 already. Yeah, I know. Technically, I only have four hours to wait until people start signing, but unfortunately, I need to add another 12 hours on top of that. <laughs> uh, we were kind of talking before the podcast. We really don't know where to start. <laughs> Didn't have much organized. So um, I guess screw it. We're going to start with a trade. We're going to do... Uh, you know, we're going to go through the league and just pick and choose some interesting things and elaborate on them. And we're going to start with um, Buffalo's trade today. Jason Botterill's first, um, was it his first trade? I think so. No, it wasn't. Uh, Bayou, Bayou, whatever. Oh, that's right. Well, either way, what he's done so far has been very good. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was searching for defense. That was definitely a need for them. He signed the KHL guy, Antipin, maybe? Don't ask me to try to get that right. I don't know. People, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Got the Bayou from the, is that how you pronounce it? Bayou? I I don't know either. (laughs) We're off to a great start. I have enough trouble pronouncing normal words, let alone foreign names, all right? Should have, should have cho- chosen a different starting point. <laughs> uh, traded for Marco Scandella, and Jason Pominville comes back to ex, Buffalo. Ex-Saber Jason Pominville. And Tyler Ennis will go with Marcus Foligno to Minnesota. And tough to, tough to say that anything but Buffalo – did really well there. They did. Um, he's managed to, you know, fill a need and add in some um, some forward depth as as well. So, you know, first thing I hear is that Scandella is going to play with Ristolainen and and that he should be able to help Ristolainen out. But um, do you really want Marco Scandella playing first line minutes? Because that's where they're playing Ristolainen. That's fair. Ideally, you'd want that as the second pair. Yeah. I I listened to a a Botterill interview today that was on the Sabres website, and he spoke about that and how, yeah, we feel comfortable uh, increasing his role. So it's something they have thought about, but we're going to find out if it works. Sticks, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's... It's... (laughs) Why Minnesota didn't lose anyone defensively in the draft, did they? They went out of their way to protect. So why wouldn't you just bail on skin? I, I just, this is the bit that I don't understand with all of this. Why lose assets that you don't need to lose for nothing? You know, I have to give something up to keep something. So this one's a, a little baffling, a little baffling for me. But look, Scandala would be fine in a second pairing role. I just fear for him and Ristolainen if they're paired as the number one pairing and are expected to play that well night in, night out. We've seen that Risto struggled last year and it might be asking too much of him this year again. Yeah, well, I would I would look to move him. I think market value it will well exceeds actual value. But that's probably not going to happen. So, so what do you do? I've heard their name bandied about for Kevin Shattenkirk, and I think that would actually be a good idea for them. Well, if you whack Mr. Lydon and Shattenkirk together, then I find that more palatable. But I can't remember whether they both play on the same side of the Yeah, arc, they do. So. I, I would put Shattenkirk on, on top. And... Uh, you know, shelter the shit out of Ristolainen and let him generate offense. The, the fear I reckon Buffalo would have is the Justin Schultz situation happening to them. 
they trade him away somewhere for a bag of pucks or even at an inflated it wouldn't value. Be, it wouldn't be a bag of pucks, though. No, no, no. So you trade him away for you know elevated current value, and then he actually goes into an environment that nurtures his skill sets and becomes better, and then all of a sudden it's like, shit, we gave him away for free because he'll end up being more than the inflated value that yeah, he's got. Yeah, but Justin now. Schultz's numbers were never like no, Chris Ristolainen's really... underlying possession shot suppression stuff. I realize that. I just think that when teams hit a high run like Pittsburgh did with Schultz, it petrifies other GMs from making themselves look stupid. And, and maybe the one that is in Buffalo now who had a hand in the Schultz thing. That's kind of my point as well. Uh, you get there yeah. and it's like, you know, he's just new to the job. What you don't want to do is come in there, make a really, you know, a solid move to get Scandola in to apparently help him and, you know, consider trading him away. For all the reasons you stated, I'm fully on board with that. But you get there with the general managers, and it's it's a, they live in a different world to us, I think. <laughs> but you know, I I fail to understand what Minnesota's doing with that one. To no, be honest, I, I know that. Well, okay, I do know what they're kind of doing. They have some RFA issues right now with Niederreiter and Grand Granlin that they're both going to get paid. They they did it to save cap money, but I think, geez, you'd think they could do better. Saving well, cap for, money, but you're taking Ennis back? He's $4.6 million. Yeah. He hasn't played much in the last few years either. Jason Pominville, wouldn't you know it? He was eighth in the yep. league and even strength points per 60. Incredible. It does It does show you what time on ice does to your points production, doesn't it? If you don't get on the ice, it's pretty hard to produce. So when you do get on, you've got to try and make sure you produce, and Pomerville's done that very well. He'll be a good fit for Buffalo. doesn't have to be the guy anymore like he used to be there. Uh, put him on the second power play. Give him some third line... Um, time with some decent zone starts and let them uh, produce offense. Think and it, I think I it could work. I would assume that Housley would be intelligent enough to do that, looking at how he deployed his defenseman against Pittsburgh in the in the finals, um, where I got to, you know, notice the most of what he was doing in Nashville. Um, he seems like he's all over that kind of stuff. So, Buffalo um, maybe turning a corner a little bit. <clears throat> There's a bit of, it's funny, they've got some great pieces in place, but there is a little bit of work that needs to be done still, doesn't there? Yeah, they've got some bad contracts too. Bogosian, Molson. Oh, I forget Molson. Eesh. Josh Georges for $3.9 for another year. That's a tough one. It's one thing to have the money to throw around, but you got to throw it around the right spots, don't you? Yeah, the Kane trade didn't work for them, really. Oh, has he got one more year left before he's there? Yeah, I think they're trying to move him. He had a good year last year, but, you know, when when they acquired him, they I don't think they were expecting to be crappy <laughs> no but you run into that situation where if you can't get the pucks to your better players and buffalo's better players are forwards um you'd better hope that you've got generational talents and jack eichel's going to be one of those but he's not quite there yet yeah and ryan o'reilly's they got two really good centers oh yeah some uh Decent wingers now with Oposo, Pominville, Kane, Reinhardt. So, not bad. Not terrible. We'll see where it goes. I um, actually don't have the side goalie yet. I just realized. Like, they've got... Later. Uh, yeah. 
but he's not actually signed, so they've got no way there yet. <laughs> I think um, I think I heard Ryan Miller's name actually. Yeah, I was literally that's the reason I brought it up was like Twitter is obviously flicking along as like, we're doing this, and it's like, really, he's going to go back. He he liked it there. Yeah, I know. Wonder what his uh, actress wife will say about having to move having moved back east though. Yeah, because I had heard Anaheim uh, had interest in him. That would move. Uh, that would probably work better for his wife's career. Yeah, and theoretically, he is coming to the tail end of his. Yeah, but I thought, jeez, uh, oh, off the top of my head, I think he had an all right year last year. Oh, he wasn't the reason that they sucked. Oh no, there's plenty of reasons for that. <laughs> they're they're a mess. Vancouver. Uh, oh, he was fine. Nine twenty-seven ish, even strength. Can't comply with that on a bad team. That's pretty good effort. So, um, I don't really have much more to add on Buffalo, but that was our starting point. Um, let's let's spice things up. Let's let's let's, let's do a Yager watch. <laughs> yes. How cool was his tweet? I loved it. <laughs> For those that don't know, he, what did he say? Free agent, 1994. All GMs called, and there's a picture of him with his shirt off, with his abs ripped, talking on a phone. And then 2017, zero calls with him with a befuddled look on his face. <laughs> Yeah, but he hasn't got the mullet. That's the that's the difference. That's why he's not getting phone calls. Well, Florida is just really trying to fit in as many shitty moves in June as they can. Because oh, that, I don't that team I've has seen... just taken eight steps backwards. I don't say, think I've seen such a Jekyll and Hyde Jekyll change in a franchise so quickly like they went in one direction and it seemed to work and then it, it sort of blew up so they totally changed tack and they blew it up and then changed back to the original direction it's like it's almost like the um it's the it's a microcosm of the stats and grit argument happening all in one organization all at the one time it's bizarre well and they're choosing the wrong path, so, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yep, I, I agree. It's climate change. It's real or it's not. Which one is it? That's what they're doing. Right. And uh, Panthers will be on the wrong side of that if they keep going the way they're going right now. So Yager's going to hit free agency here. Somebody's got to want him. It's you do get there and go. He's obviously playing because he likes the sport, but it's like, how much money does he want, and does he want to go to a team where he's going to be playing deep in the playoffs? And the biggest fear you have with Yago is he needs to sit twenty games through the season, and he won't. So how do you make sure he's good when you need him? Because he's, you know what I'm saying? Like for the regular season. Got him great, but the last couple of playoff runs he's had, he's looked a little gassed. Yep, that's fair. So how do you reconcile that with bringing him on board and, and having those contract discussions with him going, look, we'll pay you X, but you're only playing 60 games and you're going to be flying come the playoffs. Look, and Yeager being Yeager, he's going to fuck that. I'm playing 82 and you're going to pay me five. Like... <laughs> I don't know if he'll get five anymore, but... You know what I mean, though. Like, that's... the Fundamentally, that's sort of where he, he comes from. And I'm not going to be one to argue that with him, but he might... He might um, demand himself out of the market. I do think he just loves to play, and I think he would adjust his market if it, there was really nothing there. Well, I hope he does. I, I hope he gets back out there. He's great to watch when he's going. I mean, I wrote half half kiddingly about Pittsburgh because I, I I will I will do that every time he's a free agent, whether or not there are spots or because <laughs> I think it's funny. 
I love the idiots that get mad at it. You're going to get mad at something. Imagine that being the thing you get mad at. Well, having Jaeger come back to Pittsburgh, I know. It's a little sad. All you got to do is trade Hornquist. <laughs> well, I, I say more... half kidding, which means there's another half of me that is serious about it. But that's the thing, though, like, if you look at it in the context, if you've been on the trade Hornquist bandwagon for a while, and like you, I think you said in that article, it's like package him up with Marta and move him for a quality asset for something else where the, the team's short. And then bridge that gap with, with some Chuck guy. Yeah. That would the be the only idea. path to it. Is, you know, the point oh 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 one percent chance of it. No, but you have to make a choice on Hornquist. The trading Hornquist thing, um, that I am serious about because I know. you either are going to extend him, which I've kind of talked about that in the past. Uh, maybe that's not a great idea, given age and style and all those things. But do, do, is he a guy you want to lose for nothing? I think his trade value is actually pretty good. He checks that's, off a lot of boxes the... that a lot of GMs like. The, the, you could get there and keep... The, the extension thing is the concern, though. It's like, yeah, okay, we'll keep him and then we'll extend him. It's like, well, this, a smart club would extend him for two years <clears throat> at whatever cap here, right? But he's at least going to want three. And with the style of hockey he plays, he's, he's not going to get three. He's going to get four huh? or five. No, no, I know. But you get there and go, if you want to be reasonable from the team perspective, you don't want to commit long-term to a player like him because he's the prime candidate to fall off the map. I agree. And <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's that's where it becomes problematic in these situations. It's like I also look you, at the winger situation, and it's like, they're pretty good on that front. So you could sell high, restock, not saying get futures, but package them up, get something really cool, and uh, do it that way. Package them up and get better in the back end. I don't care that they won the cup with a mishmash of a back six. Um, I say lightning struck, and they're a team that won the cup with poor possession numbers. They're the first team to have done that since they won it last time in '09. Well, those were a little bit misleading. I know that, but you know what the I'm coaching saying, change. Right? But yes, yes. So you get there and go, oh, this is the change of of the statistics. No, there are outliers in every statistical sample. This year was the outlier. Don't rely on that formula again next year. Make sure you're a better possession team. And they're only going to do that if they can get some Latang back up and a little bit more speed back there. And they're forced to anyway. Hagey's going. Um, Daly's going. Benino. Um, I know Latang. Uh, yeah. So they can get themselves faster to cover off some of those holes. But, um, but, but every guy they get does not have to be, you know, people are, I've suggested Thornton. I kidded about Jager today. And, eh, too fucking old, too slow. No, not too slow. Listen, speed is not just foot speed. It is thinking nope. the game speed, moving the puck fast, playing fast. You can be a facilitator for the other fast skating teammates. Nick Benino, well, he wasn't good this year, but last year, HBK... Uh, he wasn't any faster the year before than he was this year, but it worked great. Well, they had good chemistry. Because he's that's, a good that's... passer, he sees the ice well, and he facilitated the puck to Haglin and Kessel in areas where they didn't have to slow down. Am I supposed that to pretend was... Joe Thornton can't do that? Motherfucker's yes, still one are. of the best top-line centers in the sport. Um, I don't know. I... That one, for me, I know that because you're definitely a Biggie Yeager fan than me, but that's just because of how big a Yeager fan you are. I would prefer Thornton than Yeager if you had to pick one or the other. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree Friday. with that. I do. I want them both. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. 
I, I get that. Um, but yeah, but it, it, I, I think you, you're fundamentally right. Even without the the pipe dream of, of Jaeger, it's I think it would be a prime time to to trade Forquist because doing it mid year when he's towards the end of his deal isn't going to work. You need to pipe him off now, but. I'm trading know. him because he's good. I know that doesn't make total sense on the surface. No, it does. Because he is value. Makes... Yes, exactly. And you don't want to trade low on a player. That's just bad asset management. It's like selling stocks when they're bottoming out. You or sold them before. you're giving him his next contract. Those are the options for me. And I understand your risk with the contract. That makes pretty good sense. So we'll um, we'll see. Hasn't really been much said about his future. Jim Jim likes to talk about things. I, I you don't really hear Hornquist um, details about normally, that. Normally you have to ask him the question though. I don't know anybody that has asked him about Hornquist's situation. If you get there and go, what are you doing about this? He'll babble his mouth away all all he wants. But if you don't ask him about the question, he won't tell you. I don't think there's been anybody in the Pittsburgh media that's actually got there and said, so what are you going to do with Hawkins? He's going to come up. God, Chicago's still looking at putting the team back together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I, need, I don't have much more to add on that. I don't even know where Yager would go. Do you? I I don't know anymore. He's done so well to keep playing at the level he has for the age that he is. Uh, I think it's silly that Florida have, have not re-signed him. I mean, it's a, he could go back there, but he he works so well with his with his line mates. It's like okay, yeah, just, just break up another good thing that you guys have got going. It's like Florida getting rid of UC Okunin for peanuts. Just giving him away for somebody else to go and grab. Yeah, I mean, what's the deal with GMs and Jokinen? He's a good player. It bought him out today. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Nope. He's a bought good him out for a reason, so they have more free agent money to replace him. He's very versatile. Wing, center, up and down the lineup. Wouldn't be a bad option for Pittsburgh. How does he piss people off? <laughs> like to get him basically just got fired. It's like, what the hell does he do? Like I get why Pittsburgh didn't resign. He was gonna get part he was gonna get um he was priced himself out of their, their market, but Pittsburgh should look at bringing him in. Mind you though, most of the league should look at bringing him in to play third line center or second line wing or something like that. There's really not a team in the league that has 12 forwards better than him, so yeah, you're right. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Florida, Florida is fucking batshit crazy right now. It's it's It shows you how, it's like, that's been, what, 18 months since they had their, their good run of the playoffs, and then it all just went to the back after that. could almost pull it back to when they decided to fire the coach. I know the team was struggling up to the reason why they fired the coach, but as soon as they did that and never really found a, a replacement, um, I think that was the end of the, the Fancy Cats in regards to how the team was run. Computer boys, Fancy Cats, no more. Nope. Got yourselves uh, anti-analytics operation. We'll see how it goes. Well, general manager and coach have come out pretty hard. Almost identical statements, actually. Mm, you know, making fun of it's not going to change its usefulness. Yep. Basically what I have to say about that. Um... I know what I, I I wanted to touch on restricted free agency a little bit. Yep. And every year, and I'm not holding my breath this year, you have situations where you could really 
see tactical use of an offer sheet, and it would make a lot of sense, but, you know, it's not going to happen. No. There are, the, old boys, the old boys club, that's the thing. No one wants to piss somebody else off. There is a strategy that I um, think could be very useful, especially with teams that have two useful RFAs. And without having the compensation chart in front of me, you know, based on how much you offer yeah. at the RFA, yeah. you owe a certain amount of draft picks. But all the draft picks have to be your own. Can't be like, oh, you traded for Vancouver's third-round pick, and that's the one you use. It has to be yours. Um, and one way to do this, uh, I'm going to call the different compensations different levels and the higher the level the more compensation i believe level four is a contract of an aav of like 7.8 million or something around yeah. there that's yeah. just a single first round and a single third round pick and then there's really? like the um level three is like four million ish and that's a single second round pick you know what? That's nowhere near as restrictive as I remember it being. Well, they cha- it, it, you, they adjusted with the cap. Right. It, true. It, you, it's exactly my point. Why does this <laughs> not happen? So you could be a team and offer, um, say I'm a GM and I notice, hey, look at those RFAs on uh, my rival team. I'm going to send two offers. And if you keep them at level four and level three, it would just be a single first, second, and third round pick, and you would be able to offer both of them. A few years back, I, I want to say uh, it was Travis Yost's idea for somebody to offer sheet to Foley and Martin Jones under this philosophy. Obviously never happened, but yeah, you could really put teams in a bind. I saw a um, tweet right before we started. Uh, from Jeremy Rutherford, he, he's a Blues reporter. It said Blues have about 10.8 million in cap space and still need to resign Payerko, which, for debate's sake, will cost them between five and six million. Um, hello, <laughs> I need a defenseman. I'm the Buffalo Sabers. Here's five years and 7.8 million. Take my first and third round pick. Oh, oh, fine, they matched it. Well, good luck with your cap. Have a great day. I think that's the thing that, that frustrates me with it. It's like everyone's supposed to be trying to win the cup, right? Now, you either make your team better or the other teams have to get worse around you. Everything you just explained then is a win-win for Buffalo on the assumption that Payoko ends up being what you expected to be paying him that much. But No, no, made... I, I am very confident in paying him that much. He is very good. And yes. not only that, the brilliant part about paying an RFA, they're RFA because they're young. Yeah, you are paying, and, and here's how we're going to seamlessly uh, bring Mr. Shika involved in this. He just had a <laughs> wonderful quote, brilliant little segue on my part. That's the best I can do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shika on Verbata. We have interest. He had a great year, but we're in the business of paying for future performance, not past performance. So you will be doing that by offering an RFA. Because they're still in their prime. They're legit prime, not this phony 29-year-old, oh, he's in his No, he's been past his prime for three years kind of deal. So, Pierco's one out there. Um, the other obvious one to, to me is the Capitals have like $12.5 million in, in cap space right now. Kuznetsov, man. What's he making right now? Uh, it's, I don't four. have it. What was Three it? 3.4. 3. Uh, double it and then add. To give him the 7.8 mil. Oh, you, you want to keep Kuznetsov? Now, now you've taken one of the powerhouses of the East and neutered him. It's either you get Kuznetsov, who's awesome... Or the Capitals have no more money left and they can't be better because they're paying Brooks or pick. <laughs> Sorry, I always find that. Yeah, but right or wrong. 
No, you, you're on. You're exactly on. And you could do the same to Tampa because they've got Johnson and Palat that are in the same boat. They're, they're both RFAs. You could the first option that you explained. You could do that to Tampa. I, I thought about them. My only problem with um, that one is, well, which one do you give the the higher one to? I'd give it to Palat because he hasn't broken down as much as Johnson. That would be my only. That's the only concern that I would have with Tampa with Johnson is is just keeping him healthy and on the ice to get value for for what he can provide because he's a very very good player. But you still need him on the ice to be able to do that. It's the same argument you can make with Malcolm because he misses so many games. So you have to plan for the fact that those guys are going to be injured. So you you sit there and and it's like I would give the larger amount to Palat. The negative of that is that he's a winger. He's not a center. And whilst both are good at driving play, centers are fundamentally what you build your team around. So Johnson would probably be who you'd have to give the most amount of money to in the end. But uh, similar concept. Uh, Minnesota would need a rider in Granlin. Would be um, another one. It's there to be. It's there to be done. I, I, you're right. I don't. I find it harder and harder to work out why it doesn't happen. I mean, the, the the one thing that you have to um, think about, the player would ha- has to sign it. Like, they'd have to be willing to go to that place. You know what I mean? Yeah, so would... I suppose Poeco would go, no, I don't want to go to Buffalo. I don't know about that. The fuck is St. Louis? <laughs> Talking to a Western New York guy here. <laughs> Actually, Buffalo's downtown starting to, by the waterfront, starting to look nice. Doing a good job there. I'll have to come and visit. I'll have to have a look. Um, I'm looking at Pittsburgh. Offer sheet, uh, Mr. Connor Sheary, Justin Schultz, and Brian Dumoulin would wreak some havoc. Now, you see, this is the thing. That's one that I could see Poyoko wanting to sign that deal. Because, you know, they're back-to-backs, they're in the playoffs every year, he gets to play with elite talent. The issue you've got with Buffalo is how many of those years that he signs for in Buffalo is it going to be a hard slog to, to get them into the playoffs and have a chance to win? So, uh, Well, he'd be a big part of fixing what ails them. Oh, and guess he what? Ristolainen, don't have to be top-pairing guy. Drop them no, down with Scandella. They got a young player, Nate Goulet, I believe, is a young CHL player that got stuck in juniors last year that they think highly of. Okay. Or Brendan, Brendan Goulet. Goulet? Goulet. They've got enough cap space to do that. They do they have, have some contracts stop. coming up. Eichel and Reinhardt oh, that's true. N- next year. But Reinhardt shouldn't break the bank. I don't see anything from his resume that screams five, six million dollar player yet. Eichel, yeah, yeah you, here's nine or nine mil or, you know, you got to pay him. Well, There's just no. Dave's no. put it 38, so yeah. But. Uh, we're not going to get any offer sheets. So, I don't know why we just wasted 10 minutes talking about it. <laughs> this is good fun. That's why. I have these unorganized notes that we've seemed to jump topic to topic out of order. I thought it was... We had an order? Funny tweets today. Bruins... Literally having nothing left from the Sagan trade. Yeah, I know. And he's the guy that's running with David Ship. So good luck, Edmonton. Yeah, I. The guy's a lottery winner that is bankrupt five years later. 
Yeah, I just... He's so unqualified for NHL general manager. I don't... Um... McDavid's going to sign the full eight-year, isn't he? If I'm McDavid... Oh, I know what you'd do. I... I wouldn't sign eight years. I'd sign like three, and I'd ask for the max. What is the Would max? Freaking... It's twenty percent of seventy-five million. Ah, fuck. Do I have to do math Would right three... now? I don't want to do math. Would three get him into our into UFA? It wouldn't. Would he? No, but he's not married to the Oilers. Suppose it'd just be an RFA. Fifteen million. Forty-five million dollars he could make in three years. Or two years. We'll sign whatever you want, Connor. But ask for the max. This team's dog shit. <laughs> They're run by a moron. Their best years are gonna be right now. Ryan Lambert had a nice piece on the Oilers saying like in two years their cap is fucked. Cause Dry's yeah, Idol is gonna want well, speaking of offer sheets, there's another one. Yep. Um, they bought out Pouliot, which is actually going to cost them money for a few years now, as opposed to just he was, he's a functional player. Bad skater. It's going to terribly zone. One point three three million for the next four years. To not play on your team with a team that is about to get cap crunched. They have it's not, it's, and the Lucic contract. Ryan Strom is going to be an RFA. He makes two and a half mil. He's going to want more money. I still can't believe that. Fucking traded everyone. Like, Cliff Bomb's already signed the term. Very, he? very good uh, risk contract on that. They they, they yeah. did well there. So I, I, I am capable of um, complimenting. <laughs> but you, you lost yeah. Taylor Hall and Everly for Strom and Larson. Get the fuck out of here. And then your whole point of this was to save your cap, and you gave the fucking money to Chris Russell. Yeah. I, I'm going to enjoy watching the Edmonton media die on that hill. How many it's times can you die on the same hill? The, and, until... And I, I have a, I, There's this feeling that I have with the traditional guys that have been riding in Edmonton for years, they can see that they've got Connor McDavid and they've got a few of the pieces that should win them a cup. And they're not wrong in that aspect. No, they, they I seem... mean, they got the best piece uh, since Sid yeah. and maybe even better than Sid. We don't know yet. Yeah. But it is a possibility that he's better than Sid. And, and you sit there and look at that. And they've got a quality goalie at the moment as well. Yeah. Um, but what happens if he regresses to average as opposed to awesome? Because it's pretty hard to be that good every year and year out. Henrik Lundqvist can do it, but there aren't many others that can. And it's like, if this thing, if they, they can just see it's all there. So it's almost like they think it's just going to happen, right? So it doesn't really matter what you do on the fringes, but it's the fringes that let you win and not win. Like Pittsburgh's fringes were terrible for about three years and looked like they were going to waste the Crosby Malkin. And the other four, the fucking goalie. Shush you. He's not there anymore. Just leave it go. But you, you, you yeah, but that goes, that up. plays into the Talbot point though. Like if no, you, exactly, I'm right. not predicting they, that he is no, going to do no. that. But hard to predict that freaking roller coaster. Yep. Um, even Nick Mercadante can't predict that roller coaster. Um, <laughs> you you look at that, that window for for Pittsburgh. It's like as soon as Pittsburgh started fixing their edges, all of a sudden they won two in a row. So you can't ignore the edges and think you can just throw cap money away left, right, and center on guys like Chris Russell who don't move the needle in a positive manner enough. Or at all. Okay, that's more accurate. I was trying to be No, you were, you're, you were taking the middle ground and still making the strong point. I just want to remind everybody that uh, you were being kind and that he's objectively a bad player based yeah. on – Stats that have predictable value. The point of these numbers is to predict the future. And the people that 
promote Chris Russell as a very good defenseman. A lot of the stuff they use is not predictable. Namely, his uh, I think they want to bring up goals goal for percentages and don't understand that that's tied to ice save percentage. And quite frankly, there's been no proof that that's a repeatable skill. Because if you look at the league leaders in on-ice save percentage or the league bottom dwellers, it's a mishmash of all sorts of different... It, it makes no sense. Well, there's no quality of player correlation to good and bad on that. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, Yep. Oh, well, I'm just going to throw names out here. That doesn't mean that they're actually at the bottoms of these lists, so don't take this verbatim. Oh, Jonathan Taves, he's got a bad on ice save percent. Like, uh, yeah. no, what? what? <laughs> yeah, it must be his fault. Uh, no. But there are names like that at the bottom where you're just like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's value in blocking shots, but if you're blocking the most amount of shots in the league, you're in your own end too often. You can lead your team in blocked shots. That's a valuable statistic. As long as you're not in the top 10 of blocking shots in the league, then there's some context to the to blocking shots. You don't want to be in the league leaders of shot blocks. You're in your own zone too often. It's just that's you can't score when you're blocking shots. Get those grip points though. <laughs> Where's the Mario coin sign? Would I need it? Bling bling. <laughs> so Yeah. I want Connor McDavid the hell out of Edmonton is basically what I want. I'm sick of him People not being <laughs> the face of the NHL. He's on a franchise that United States television won't show. I mean, I get no, all, I get all the games, but like, I'm I'm not the average customer here. There's the casual people that they hear the name. They're like, yeah, yeah. Steph Curry's on TV almost like nightly. LeBron's yeah. on almost every Cavaliers game is a national game. But they are allowed to actually have a personality as well. well yeah, and that's, a, and that's a bigger topic. Things. But like when that lottery hit for Edmonton, I just sucked. Well, with David's face kind of proved that, didn't it? <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's, you know, he loves to play hockey. He's fine doing it there. I just think at least you're hearing the $13 million number for him, and he's not going to do like a $10 million. Like, pay me. <laughs> you're going to keep me here, pay me. You know what will happen? They'll get there and not be able to win with him with getting paid what he is getting paid. <clears throat> excuse me, and people will blame him for taking the max, and it's like, well, no, I deserve the max. I'm the best player in the league. Look at the way the salaries are structured below me. That's not my fault. As Adam Gretz has always pointed out, it's not paying your good players that is the problem. Correct. You can pay your superstar superstar money can't pay Chris Russell more than league minimum or at all. <laughs> <laughs> so. Because they've still got to pay Nurse as well after this year. Yeah, probably not due for a crazy raise, depending on this year, I suppose. No, but it's, it's like they've got no wheel room. Like, no, that's why I'm, I, that's, I assume Ryan Lambert wrote his article for a reason. Oh, unbelievable. Um, shifting, staying in the West, Thornton and Marlowe. Marlowe's going to ruin Thornton watch, isn't he? Why do you say that? Is he going to stay in San Jose and that's what will keep him? I think if he stays in San Jose, Joe was going to do the same. I think that's the rumor. Well, about 30 minutes ago, I saw... The Bobfather say that um, Mr. Babcock is pushing really hard for Marlowe to think about Toronto. Well, he's not an idiot. He doesn't want Marlowe. <laughs> he knows what that means. 
He wants Thornton. He wants Thornton, and the Leafs uh, have fourteen million in cap space right now, so they're fine. And then you do see the tweet saying, "But both of these men like the fact that they're anonymous in San Jose. Why would they go to a Montreal or a Toronto? Because they wouldn't be there." And it's if that's the way. That's understandable. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It does make going to that city for a couple of years tough because you lose all of that. Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the only one. There are plenty of writers out there uh, that want the Thornton Penguins thing. I know Dave Lozo has uh, spoke about it, written about it. I want it. To, I want it to happen, and I get there. I go, yeah, but that's because I'm a Penguins fan. Like, that's just there's too much bias in it. But then when you lay it all out, when you explain it, and you you read Lozo stuff and all that kind of stuff as well, you get there and go. It's possible, but it still feels like I'm just trying to stack a team like I'm playing NHL, you know, 95. Like, it's beyond possible. It's... The Penguins have the money. They have the right kind of team that he would be interested in. It, I assume if he leaves San Jose, it's because he wants to win. If he doesn't care about winning, he'll just chill out in San Jose. He's got a great life out there. Does Pittsburgh have the right general manager to get it done, though? From what I gather, they're, they're not interested. Blows my mind. Blows my fucking mind. So who are they going to put as their third-line goddamn center? They well, traded to, be, to be fair. Why has been an option? To, to be fair, Rutherford understands he needs a third-line center, and uh, even more credit to him. He knows he ain't getting it in free agency, so that's good news. Uh, Josh Yowie has reported that they've spoke to about five teams about different third-line centers. So let me just throw out a few of my ideas. We just talked about one of them. Apparently that's not one of his. Wish it was, but Thornton, uh, not going to happen. Tyler Bozak, I think, would be an interesting one. But like, imagine doing another trade with Toronto that worked. <laughs> and helped Kessel. <laughs> yeah, that's even funnier in itself. No, but Bozak and Kessel were a good, um, good pairing. Yes. It was just unfortunate yep. that Kessel's best center was Bozak. That doesn't mean Bozak stinks. It just shouldn't have been a number one center. Well, it comes to Pittsburgh. He's the number three and has Phil, and then they get uh, Sid and Gino. We're going to take all the, the heavy minutes, and they can just do their – their thing again. He's uh he'd be a rental. Makes about four point two million. Maybe I was trying to figure out trade stuff. So yeah, what do you give up? Well, the problem Mata's signed for too long and I think his value is better than that of Bozak. Even though I think they're I think their actual value is way closer. I think market value Mata's is um is higher. One, age, term. Right-handed defenseman. No, he's left. Is Mata a lefty? Yeah. Oh, I used to. Um, I don't know. Is this where you... I looked at the Leafs' left wingers, and they got uh, Komarov and... Uh, Van Riemsdyk, who they, they're talking about trading. Matt Martin. Uh, they, they want to do – people ha- are saying that because they're worried about his cap hit and structuring everything up. That's why. But um, maybe like a Carl Hagelin? You know what? If Hawkins was a left winger, I'd just say do a one-for-one one and just swap him. Both in the same situation. Yeah, but again, that that perceived market value, I think that would be selling pretty low on Hornquist. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. And here I am, the trade Hornquist guy. I say it because I think what you could get for him oh, would, no, would I, be very good, and I, I think Bozak would be um, wow would fit a need, and I think would do very well. It seems. Uh, seems like they could do better but that was just one option 
Uh, well, at least you had some argument there. They feels a need. They are a little weaker down the left than the right. I think. Uh, I was looking at Anisimov, but he's got four years left, and he's 29 right now. That's risky business. It is. Good player, though. I really do like him as a player. Uh, I said I'd throw some names out there. Drawing a blank on who those would be. Oh, Matt Duchesne it would be the big ticket first-rounder sprung and, and Mata deal kind of uh, thing. But I haven't heard... Uh, Pittsburgh being thrown around with him as strong the last few days as much as uh, Nashville and Columbus have been. They're going to screw that Colorado, are they? They're Colorado. Come on. Come on. You only got faith <laughs> in them? I still like Yost's philosophy. Oh, well, yeah. It's the best. Just keep calling him. Joe. Oh, I forgot you're on Mountain Time. Sorry. But hey, well, I got you on the phone. <laughs> so this trades for Duchesne. Oh, no, I thought it was for McKinnon. Ah, whatever. You can have him. <laughs> we have no respect whatsoever for that franchise. Nah. They did it to themselves. Oh, I, I totally realized that. So it'll be interesting. I think Pittsburgh's third third line center stuff is one of their more intriguing moves of the off season. I, I like that they're letting Benino and Daly walk. Oh yeah, it's probably yeah, not yeah. a popular opinion. I'd probably let Cullen walk too. I'd like them not to let Kunitz walk, but that's a he's got a lot of interest. Oh, no. Right for so. Yes, exactly. Now, now I know that he finished the playoffs like a madman. I wouldn't be expecting that kind of production anymore. But still a good possession guy. Does a lot of the transition stuff well. Good passer. Um, controlled entries, exits, that kind of stuff. I do want Kunitz back. I just, I, I really hope that they, they're able to work that out. I think the thing that bums me out about the Ryan Reeves stuff is you see a lot of really interesting names out there. And you're just like, oh, we're giving that guy a spot every night. That's one less wing spot. Like, I'd prefer them to try some of the youth they've got down in the system than, than waste it on, on him. And I still think the team would be better off with with Kunitz and Cullen rather than Reeves. Like, that's just the well, thing. Like he, takes, <laughs> he takes a roster spot from people who can do stuff with the puck. And even Sullivan's goddamn comments after the trade was done were not exactly what I would call um, endorsing in regards to him being there. So that one, that one's going to annoy me for a while. It's a low-level move, as we talked about. So it's not yeah. like killing them, but at the same time, it's a waste. Wasted spot when there's better available. And you're the two-time defending champ. You, there's lower-level players. Like, you kidding me? Hey, you want to come play on the Penguins' fourth line? Depth guy? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you're trading down 20 spots to trade for the worst player? <laughs> yeah, I know. Nah, whatever. It is what it is. But... Um... I don't know. I think I'm out. Out of my crappy notes. Uh, all offside, which is good for the Caps. It's just, you know, they've still got to get Kuznetsov signed. So, and Burakowski. So, okay, so that offer sheet idea, really good one, I think, on your call. I, just, I don't want to take credit for, like, it's not some out-of-the-box, super smart, no, nobody think of idea. It's common sense. Um, uh, Orlov. So, 
again, it's okay to pay your good players. I happen to think Orlov's really good. Now, the weird part, and Washington screwed this up for many years, they didn't get many good years of him cheap because they did not play him. Didn't trust him. So they skipped right when they figured out he was good, even though he's been good this good pretty much the entire way. Now they're legitimately paying him. The, the he he could have been wonderful ELC value. Yeah, it's funny how it's funny the development of players under coaches, how coaches see them, and how they do and don't rate them comparatively. Like if Dimitri Orlov had have had Marta's leash, you know that Marta's had, they would have known a lot earlier that Orlov was quite good. Not everybody gets that leash that Marta gets. No, and I don't blame the Penguins for giving Marta the leash. I just hope they don't expect a miraculous top four defenseman that's not getting sheltered minutes to emerge. Yeah. All of is a top four defenseman. That's a certainty. Seems to be a difference in skating ability between those two. Oh, you think that might be what it is? <laughs> Makes losing Schmidt a tough pill to swallow, though, for Washington. Yeah. They should have just, they should have paid to, to just take Grubauer. And mind you, I think highly of him as far as backups go. But you got Holpe. He's going to play 70 games. Well, yeah. 60 to 70 right? games. And yeah, that's right. You, you, Schmidt would play in all of them. Yeah. And now you're stuck. And if, if you can't win 50% of the. Of the 12 games or the 20-ish games remaining that Holpe isn't playing, with uh, you know a league average, bottom of the rung contract goalie, then your team's not good enough anyway. The money should have gone into because you know they're going to lose Olsner, right? Yes. What the hell would you have? Yeah, people are going to give him six times um, five million a year. <sighs> Brutal, by the way. So. That Orpik contract, structurally, for what they are, looks worse and worse the further they go. And there's only two years left of it. But it really hamstrings them. It really handcuffs them. It, it always was. Yeah. No, you, I remember you saying as soon as it was signed, you just laughed. Like, I mean, he'll be 38 by the time that... Might even be 39 by the time that ends. Hey, and guess who's due for a raise next year? Mr. Carlson. And you do want to pay him. Mm. No, maybe not. And it's not so much um, him. He is currently 27. You're going to give him seven years? Like, he's going to demand. Like, that's the problem with the UFA market. Somebody's going to give the term. Although, this I'll say, give out all the term you want. Just right. Walk out. (laughs) Lockout protection, owner style. <laughs> Forgot about that. So uh, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself with that criticism, but no, 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 you're right. It's the term that's the concern there. Like I think you pay the guy, like you pay the 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 dollars. It's just the the cap hit across the term, and you just you don't want to be paying. To, like that's the risk that to loop it back to Pittsburgh, as I always do, though is Latang. It's like, when he goes for his next contract, he'll be in his 30s, and Pittsburgh were lucky enough to be able to pay him his, you know, his long-term contract when he was in his 20s, like his earlier 20s than Carlson, but the tail end of his deal can be problematic because of his health. Yeah, he's got some health things. Just too bad. It is. Anything else, bud? Um, no, not really. I think uh, you mentioned before the podcast you brought up Colville Chuck. I think we're going to save that for when something actually happens uh, on that front. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll end on uh, maybe Shattenkirk. I keep hearing the devils. But my question, you're the top free agent. Why the fuck are you going to New Jersey? Because they'll pay him. I don't think... This is going to sound really, really harsh. 
But it just seems that every report I've read is that he's asking for the moon and the sun all at once. And I know he's the best free agent out there this year, but the teams that you would want to go to don't have that sort of cap space. And then even the teams that do have that cap space that you probably would want to go to are starting to say, we're not going to pay you that. We don't think you're worth it. So, I don't know. He's, he's management's crazy. Oh, I don't blame the Devils for wanting him. I just, man, when's the last time the top free agent's like, yeah, New Jersey, sounds good. Well, yeah, Devil Trap? He was traded. Oh, he was too, wasn't he? He did resign, but he, it, wasn't he it wasn't a total open market yeah. with that. And they illegally gave him his first contract, so it was really tough to turn that one down. <laughs> the insanely front-loaded $100 million contract. Uh, yeah, I'll go to Gary, Indiana for that money. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, grief. Yes, yes, I get what you're saying. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, I think, um, I think that'll do us for this podcast. This will, the next one, I'll be in the UK when we do that. So You just hop to all the countries that speak goofy English. <laughs> no, 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 no. That <laughs> accent is terrible. But at least we spell words correctly. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, we do. You guys butcher Defense with history. a C. Get, get out of here with that shit. <sighs> You got what's this center with the C uh, uh, like the R E at the end of it? It's E R. Yeah, it should be E R. Center. Centra. Yeah. Oh, the English language is retarded. Who puts an I before E except after C? I mean, come on. It is a uh, incredibly difficult language to learn. <sighs> so. Give those European Russians credit for getting it right. So it's, um, yeah, we're definitely an international podcast. We're just, uh, I seem to be in the same boring place. You get to go to all the different. Uh... So that would be Melbourne, Perth, is. and yep. is it London? Uh, Manchester. My little brother's playing cricket just outside of Manchester in a place called Matlock, of all places, which I laughed at when I found out that's where he was. <laughs> too bad, too bad uh, the Premier League's not going on. Nah, that's all right. I'm not a massive soccer fan. No, but I'd go. go. You, you know what? You're right. I, I would go. I, I wouldn't say no. That's definitely true. Go to Arsenal. little Ozil, Sanchez action. No, I'd rather go to Liverpool. Uh, whatever. What the fuck ever. <laughs> Stupid Beatles. What was that? <laughs> I was just kidding. Beatles are fine. <laughs> Well, um, I guess we'll just share our where you can contact us, and then we'll get out of here, and you can listen to this, and then judge what we say based on what actually happens. So, um, HockeyHurts.com is the website. We also have the Facebook page. And I got a notification that said we did not get any likes the last two days. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> come on people get with it I do not want notifications on my phone that give me bad news so like the damn Facebook page Cam made it use it have we been using it though I've been putting little bits and pieces up there. Right. It, it's one of those things where if people <laughs> as I yell at you stuff, guys I could do better <laughs> I'll, if they want to know stuff ask questions or anything like that Pop it on the Facebook page. As you can tell, we both get notifications. Um, one of us will get back to you. Or Twitter at Gunnerstall at Walshy66 at Hockey underscore Hertz. You, I know well, iTunes is a little bit fussy right now for us. Um, since we switched the podcast over. Uh, yeah, I broke it. So I'm trying to fix it. We are so, trying to fix it. We are aware of it. Um, hopefully you, you, you're still getting this podcast right now if you're an iTunes person. All of you not listening to it on iTunes at the moment, thank you for sticking around and work, waiting for me to fix it. Um, and play catch up on the ones that you've missed. 
Uh, HockeyBuzz.com. I've had a lot of stuff last few days. Doing two-a-days. Lots to write about before the dreaded August where I want to shoot myself coming up with topics. So I'm sure we'll be able to make something up. I do it every year. <laughs> Some even say during the year. <laughs> <coughs> so that'll do. Um, happy Canada Day. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Foster's Beer Day. Is that oh, a day? Reference again. It is the worst beer of all time. I know it is. I know it is. I know you just do that with the crocodile Dundee stuff to get a raise out of me. Just you know. Is, do you have a July kind of holiday like that? Uh, the fourteenth. That's my birthday. Good enough. But but your July but, is winter. Yeah, it is. It's it's cold as at the moment. Well, it's cold as for where I am. It's not really that cold. <laughs> so January would be the ideal holiday time for you. Yeah, our our Australia Day is the twenty sixth of the twenty sixth of um of January. Oh, so. okay. So it's okay. Good. All right. Well. Oh. One last thing. I do want to bitch about the NHL one last time on this episode. I'm fucking done with July 1 being the day. Like, how stupid. Like, Canada Day, it's a, it's like the 4th of July weekend, and tomorrow is Saturday. I don't want to be checking Twitter and writing shit on a Saturday, beautiful July day on a holiday weekend. Yeah, Fuck you, NHL. Really... Fuck you. On that note, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Um, next episode, have a lot to do with what's going to transpire in the next few days. Should be a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, we're done rambling. See you next time. Bye. See ya.